0: On this week's episode of Life and Lessons, I talk about why forced reinvention is good for us all, and I try and answer a question about relationships. Hey, what's going on? I hope you're well. Welcome to this episode number 23 of Life and Lessons. I'm Sean Spooner, and if you're new here, here's what you need to know. For 52 weeks between the ages of 24 and 25, I'm going to be recording and releasing a weekly podcast to see just how much my life can change in a year. This is the story of growing a business, of growing as a person, and it's a completely honest view into my life as I take on some fairly unusual things. And this episode right here is all about week number 23 in that journey. Right, I hope you're well, hope you've had a good week. Uh, Episode number 23, that means that uh, we're less than a month away from the halfway point of this now. If I I close this chapter at 52 weeks, which like I keep saying recently, I'm not sure if that's what I'm actually going to do, but if I do close this chapter at 52 weeks and end the podcast there uh, that means that we're not far away from the halfway point point. and I don't know about you but it really does feel like a couple of weeks ago when I started this it doesn't feel like I have stood or sat in front of this microphone 23 times and hit publish on 23 separate episodes but turns out I have uh, time time is moving fast particularly now where we're all, or most of us at least, are stuck at home uh, and everything just feels the same from day to day. Time is moving really, really quickly. But because of that, actually, I think I'm enjoying and valuing this process of recording these podcasts even more right now. Uh, but with that said, I can tell you before we even begin that I think this episode is going to be a short one. And that's because, truthfully, it has been quite an uneventful week and really i only have a couple of things to share with you but i will share them nonetheless but before i do that what have i been up to this week Uh, well i think the first thing to say is that this week has had almost no semblance of structure or normality Uh, like i mentioned last week all sorts has been happening with trying to find my dad a care home Uh, and as you can imagine in this current climate that has actually been a huge challenge. And so a couple of things happened this week which essentially sideswiped me and caused me to have to move my immediate attention straight over to those things. And so as such, uh, trying to balance that with work, uh, it's just been a, a very unusual week, a very unstructured week. I've spent so many weeks recently working from home telling you about how great it is because I control all of the variables. I should probably update that now to say that I control most of the variables and sometimes life still gets in the way and sometimes shit happens that just requires you to uh, shift your attention very quickly and that's what happened this week. Uh, what else have I been up to? Well I've, I've carried on running with the couch to 5k thing that I told you about last week. Uh, other than the last few days I've actually taken the last few days off of running because uh, the other morning I somehow managed to injure my knee and my ankle on my right leg and by all accounts of people who actually know what they're talking about uh, I'm told that that's probably because I wasn't wearing running trainers so running without the correct structure and support and so on which has probably just made me twist a few things up so uh, I've got a pair of running trainers on their way I think they turn up tomorrow and hopefully I'll be able to get those on get running again and see me through the rest of this couch to 5k thing and maybe even beyond because i'm actually really starting to weirdly enjoy running which is something i never thought i'd say uh, i went on a run just after 6 30 a.m the other morning uh, and it's amazing to start the day in such an active way and then feel so awake and so alive at a time of the morning when i'd normally be sleepwalking my way to my desk and Uh, looking desperately for coffee i actually felt like i didn't really need a coffee that morning i was good and so hopefully when those trainers arrive when i can get started again if my knee is feeling good uh, morning runs are going to become a regular fixture which is mad because that means i've turned into both a morning person and somebody who's who enjoys running which yeah who'd have thought not me uh the only other thing really to tell you about this week other than working, is that I had to, the other day, move, rearrange my entire bedroom. Um, I managed for the first six weeks to have a window behind me whilst doing video calls, uh, but it basically meant that the sunlight hitting the camera with me in the way just turned me into a massive silhouette. People I was on calls with, so essentially people I was in work meetings with couldn't really see me. And I managed to, I coped with that for a few weeks, but when Boris the other day announced that this is likely to be, uh, you know, working from home for at least the next few weeks, if not months, I thought, you know what, I'm going to bite the bullet, move my bedroom around. And so now I face my window and people can actually see me on video calls. So that's good news. Uh, And that's it, really. So what I'll do, I'm going to get straight into... The, the primary thing I've been thinking about this week, and it kind of relates to business. Now, it's not gonna come as news to you that right now is a really unusual time to be running a business. Coronavirus has brought the economy to a standstill, and where businesses are still operating, they're doing so in an entirely new landscape. To survive, businesses have had to change almost everything overnight from where and how teams work together to how products and services are packaged up and delivered to how to operate in what is officially about to be the deepest recession in decades businesses have had to reinvent adapt almost everything without any warning overnight through absolute necessity and i was thinking about this because uh, this, this coronavirus conversation has slowly shifted to be one slightly more about the economy. None of the virus is uh, under control, as we're told. So uh, there have been more news headlines about the economy and businesses this week, and it's had me thinking about the, the reinvention of businesses and how businesses have had to essentially shape shift with no warning to survive. And so it had me thinking about and looking at lots of businesses, businesses that I encounter from our clients, businesses owned by friends and even just businesses that I happen to follow online or, as I say, see news articles about. The business world is going for a period right now of forced reinvention in so many ways in the ways businesses work. So, for example, you may have heard that Twitter announced this week that they're inviting all 5,000 members of their team globally to work from home, not only now, but after coronavirus is behind us as well. So, this is a permanent thing that big businesses are allowing their entire teams to work from home forever. Businesses, both big and small, are changing how they work. Uh, and that's obviously going to have huge implications, not only for the businesses who make those decisions, but also their team members, also commercial property owners, also finance companies, like the the, the shockwaves that decisions such as that uh, will cause a huge. Businesses are also changing the way they communicate. And I think that the the most obvious example of this can be found in the, the UK government who now hold all of their meetings, as we see so often, using the internet over Zoom. Same with UK Parliament now has a very similar system in place. And now that that kind of technology is embedded in businesses and organisations who didn't uh, previously use it, why won't they continue with that kind of communication in the future? And then you've got businesses like Amazon who, although they were already massive before coronavirus, they've had to make near instant changes to their ordering process and delivery timeframes and logistics operations and how their drivers drop packages. And because of that, they've won even more market share with their customers. And these are new customers who will no doubt stick with them long after all of this is over. The point I'm making here is that uh, there's a period of forced reinvention going on, which in the long run is actually going to make proactive businesses stronger and better able to grow again when the economy recovers. There are businesses who have faced the immediate challenge of this this economic downturn in such a way that, that's, that it's actually going to make them better businesses rather than worse businesses when this is all over. And so that had me thinking that Yes, businesses can no longer rely on the old playbook in order to succeed, but then, nor can we as individuals. And that's true on so many levels, there are so many layers to this. So, it's fair to assume that the effects of coronavirus are now likely to be with us for months and months. Personally, I would be surprised if we're back to any level of normality this side of 2021. And so that means that we are all going to have to find new norms. And I don't mean new norms in small things like trying to work from your dining room table rather than your desk. I mean more fundamental things like how we socialize, and how we keep fit and healthy, and where we find happiness from, and what escapism looks like. Much like businesses once, until very recently, had cut-and-paste answers to their biggest problems, so too did we. And now, many of those old cut-and-paste solutions just cannot and do not work. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. Because, just like businesses are likely to come out of this stronger because of forced reinvention, I think the same applies for us. For almost our entire adult lives we've always had go-to answers to the biggest challenges in our lives but that doesn't mean that those go-to answers were always the right answers. Maybe the best way to feel social connection isn't to spend a hundred pounds getting wrecked in a nightclub with 15 people who you can just about call friends all to wake up remember nothing, and then go and do it all over again next weekend. Maybe there are better, more meaningful ways. Maybe having a high paid job in a city which pulls you away from your family, steals your time and energy in a long commute each day, and that you're only in for the money isn't actually the best way to spend a massive majority of your life. Maybe there are other careers that you would find more interesting. Maybe there wasn't as much value in university as you once thought now that universities are essentially just really expensive online courses without the infrastructure in place to actually support their students. Maybe there are more meaningful and worthwhile and cost and time effective ways to learn. Maybe the gym isn't the best way for every single person to pursue fitness goals and try and find more comfort with how they look and feel. Maybe there are other ways which are cheaper and better for some people. And maybe setting all of your goals around the ownership of material items the same material items which account for absolutely nothing at a time such as this is a route to long-term unhappiness maybe there are more meaningful goals to have now look I'm not saying that any of those examples apply to you but what I'm saying is that all of us every single one of us myself included until very recently had deeply ingrained behaviors and understandings of how things work, which just no longer apply. And so we need to find new ways of fulfilling old needs on a very fundamental level. I mean, literally, needs. Things like love and belonging, esteem and self actualization, things from Maslow's hierarchy of needs that we understand that we all have, they've all been flipped on their head over the past few weeks and now we have near concrete confirmation that this way of living is going to last for a while and so we need to invent we need to reinvent sorry areas of our lives just like businesses have done we need to go through a period of forced reinvention and so just like businesses i really believe that if we get this right we will actually come out of the other end of this better and stronger and maybe even happier or at very least with a better understanding of what it actually means to be happy i hope so and that's really it that is that's all that's been on my mind this week just this this feeling of uh the fact that so much of what we have all relied on uh, just doesn't doesn't make sense anymore you can't see your friends in the way you once would to feel social connection. You can't uh, go to the gym or go to the pub or do any of these things that we would do uh, to disconnect or to pursue goals. And any material goal, like I spoke about a few weeks ago, suddenly doesn't have so much Uh, worth because you you can't show off material things right now. And so it just had me thinking that uh, looking at businesses who are shape-shifting and turning into stronger and better versions of themselves through forced reinvention, uh, I think that the individuals who do just that during this period are going to be just as strong. Okay, so I'm going to go straight into this week's question. And this question was actually asked a few weeks ago. But I was reminded of it on Instagram today when I asked for new questions Uh, and the question comes from Gary over on Twitter and he said this he said you speak a lot about habits and how you have adapted them to help you be better at business and focus etc would or could you change any of them for when the time comes for dating and if not which ones could you adapt now it's funny because this is the second question in about four weeks about relationships and dating, which is probably the thing I am least qualified to speak about. Uh, but nonetheless, I, I I do have I do have some thoughts to share on it, whether they whether they're qualified thoughts or not, I don't know. Um, so the question is essentially i believe are there any habits which have served me in other areas of life which can when the time comes serve me in dating in finding a romantic partner and however you want to put it right and my immediate reaction to this question is that it's less about any particular habit it's less about you know being a morning person or building confidence or any of these things it's less about habit and it's more about who you actually are who i actually am as a person the sum of all of those habits both good and bad the sum of everything is who you are right and i think it's far less about one particular habit or trick and far more about that sum because just like everybody i have an idea of the kind of person that i would like to be in a relationship with but that idea is irrelevant in my pursuit to be with such a person and that's because what's way more important in an equation such as this is becoming the kind of person that that person would want to be in a relationship with, right? We all have an ideal in our minds about the future partner we would like to be with, but we forget that that future partner, they also have an ideal in their minds, And the the pissing in the wind approach works for nothing in life, right? So why should it be any different when it comes to things such as relationships? I think that there is something to be said about uh, removing any effort of trying hopelessly, blindly to pursue people, which I've absolutely been guilty of in the past, right? I would just go all out trying to like, oh, please like me, please like me. It's fucking pointless. What you ought to do. I believe, is spend all of that time and spend all of that attention, A, getting to know yourself better, and B, becoming a better version of yourself. Uh, I think there's something to be said about focusing on yourself uh, as the absolute best way to increase the focus others have on you. Uh, and so, since I've done that, focused on myself definitely had way more interest than i used to and i'm I'm talking absolute like fickle shallow things like dm slides and pointless conversations but nonetheless there's definitely more focus on me since i focused on myself right rather than doing this kind of outbound desperately trying to talk to people thing and so if not that i've done anything about that attention because i'm fucking terrible at replying to messages but i think it's certainly anecdotal proof that The way to uh, be, uh, the way to inspire interest in you is to make yourself interesting, right? And so you may have an interest in your perfect person, but I think the more important question to ask is, does your perfect person have any reason to be interested in you? And that's it. That is my, my unqualified answer. I hope it gives you some insight maybe I'm overthinking it Uh, but anyway that is it thank you as always for being here and for listening and for taking the time Um, I do really appreciate your time I know I always say this but uh, now more so than ever I know that you could literally be doing anything right now and yet you've decided once again to be here and to give me your time and to give me your attention so as always thank you very much for that uh, I do have something in the works which is related to this podcast uh, which I want to tell you about shortly depending on how things go with that I might tell you about it next week so make sure that you do come back here to be the first to know about that uh, it's, it's nothing hugely exciting it's just another way for us to carry on these conversations outside of the actual podcast uh, so keep an eye out for that uh, but in the meantime as always I hope you have a good week And I'll see you back here this time next week for episode number 24 of Life and Lessons. See you then.